and uh, hello, Joe. He's probably wrestling with the microphone. Hmm. Also, you should probably chew away from the microphone now that he's on. That's like his pet peeve. I don't give a shit. Hmm. Oh, man. We've eaten so many of these Charleston chews already. Yeah, he's saying stop chewing. <laughs> I can't hear him. He said it in the chat, I guess. Uh, I can hear you. I can't read you. There he is. <laughs> I can hear you. My God, I can hear you. Yeah. Nasty. Dirty boy. Right. I'm done with the chewies. Time for Was the it good, suckies. Was it? <laughs> no. Yeah. Yes. No. Charleston Chew. Yes. They're the Chew. best. No, Charleston Chews are fine. It's the stuff. Never mind. <laughs> uh, sorry about the delay. I'm back. Well, I guess I'm finally I'm back. I'm here. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, and all otaku in between. Otaku? Otaku? I think I said otaku. You old taku. Anyway. Yes, that's right. Another episode of the Old Taku Connection. And for those of you that skipped to the end for some reason, you'll notice a lack of preview. And, well... I went on a bit of a journey, a bit of a trip. Um, I went to a place, a magical place, and wasn't able to record a proper episode with the other two. However, I have something special planned to perhaps make up for, counteract, whatever. An episode that was, that became wasn't, will soon be once again. That was my attempt at being poetic. Sorry. I had to try. Yeah. So, yeah, something weird might come up next week. An experiment, if you will. Uh, we'll see. Till then, here's that Death Note movie everyone on the internet's been complaining about, and I liked it. Spoilers. So, yeah, fight me. Also, please enjoy. Since this movie came out, I don't know, a week ago, two weeks ago, I've made considerable effort to pick fights with the internet over the fact that I actually like it. And I've been primarily ignored, so I've decided, in all my uh, corruption, to use this podcast to further my malicious ends. And to do that, I subjected my co-host to this uh, movie as well. So, gentlemen... Try to keep it brief because, you know, we're going to get into it. But uh, what did you think of this uh, transplant adaption of Death Note? <sighs> well, while they prepare themselves and I prepare my anus, let me uh, let the audience know that neither of them have experience with the franchise. Oh, really? Yeah, sorry. I was uh, I had my microphone muted because I was eating. But, uh, yeah, I have a 
a few thoughts. Um, I guess firstly, I I guess I have a good impression of, of the film, just to say that off right off the bat. Um, I like Adam Wingard's uh, work. His first film was was cool. It was kind of it was kind of like this one. It was kind of quirky and weird and. He really enjoys kind of like uh, somewhere in that line between like horror and like slasher slash thriller type of stuff. So um, I really love his second film, which is called The Guest. Um, that's a really underrated gem. I've been meaning but, to watch that actually. I'm like, it's it's really good. I like it a lot. It's got Dan Stevens and Micah Monroe. Really good soundtrack. Um, I think it's on Netflix. Um, and this kind of, I feel like it fit the tone with kind of stuff that he's done before. Um, but, so I found this like enjoyable as kind of for what it was, which was, uh, it was very high concept. Um, that meaning a kid finds a book that lets him kill anybody he wants. Um, and yeah in terms of like flaws I thought it kind of it started really like it just got straight to it like and that was kind of a a little jarring because we kind of jumped into the situation before we knew who was involved in the situation like I didn't like I didn't get to know who this kid was before this thing happened to him very much at all but we get to know him through the course of the movie. Um, and I guess when you're dealing with kind of like high concepty shit like this, it's kind of like Tarantino's kind of said this about It Follows. There's like it's a, it's a brilliant movie, but it kind of doesn't follow. It doesn't obey its own rules sometimes, and that's kind of what I felt like here. Like. And they were kind of negligible, but there were times when I was watching this where I was thinking, wait, that is that is that how that works? Or, okay, they're bending the things here, or why don't they just do this? Or, like, how did that happen? So, and that's, that's kind of the nature of, like, setting up kind of a, you know, something like this, like, with high-concept stuff. But overall, I thought it was pretty fun. Like, Willem Dafoe was cool. Um, all the killings and the gore was pretty cool. Um, something that... Uh, it, it felt a little budget, um, but at the same time, I think... Um, and it's probably a testament to the director, it, is that it worked really well within its budget, I thought. Mm-hmm. Like, they did some cool stuff. Um, it kind of looks like... And actually feels like a long episode of of like a Netflix TV show, specifically the Marvel stuff, just in terms of the way it looks and mm-hmm. it's and it's shot. But uh, yeah, and I mean, like, I don't know. I I, I had fun, I guess. Shea Wiggum's cool. That guy's everywhere. Mm-hmm. He's he's kind of becoming the new William Fickner, which I wonder if he'll ever kind of elevate beyond like all these weird bit parts and kind of get somewhere to shine but yeah I, I don't know overall it was it was fine I uh, and I guess the other thing I wanted to say was um, 
I kind of could see like the seams a little bit, and by by that I mean like kind of the structure or maybe the story of the show was peeking in, mm. kind of it, in, in terms of the fact that I I felt like there was a lot happening that felt like it was kind of just hitting hitting those beats like it was condensed down from a show. I don't know. Okay. I don't know how much the adaptation, like how closely they stuck to the show, um, but it, it did feel like it. When I say that, it, it kind of also. When I said it feels like a, like an episode of a Netflix show. Yeah, it, it kind of feels like this. This maybe could have been like a series, like maybe like an eight episode series or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but for what it was, I, I thought it was fine. It was cool, I guess. Uh, what about you, Joe? Um, I kind of wish that I had watched the, uh, the anime or even I looked on Crunchyroll. There was even a, a long live-action drama show for a while. Yeah. Uh, um, so and I think there's a movie. Is there a movie? Yeah, there's. A, they did a movie in Japan in like 2006, I think. Yeah. So it was a series. Actually, there's there was a, a three movie trilogy, and they uh, and last year they did a kind of they did a sequel, literally called the New Generation. <laughs> so clearly, there's a tremendous amount of love for this series if they're making all of this all this you know content for it and i know from all the people all the friends that i have that really are into anime and and really like this show a lot just hated despised this movie a lot and i just Mm -hmm. i kind of wanted kind of feel like maybe i should have watched at least something a little bit of the anime or the drama or anything so i could have gotten uh an idea of why there was so much hate for it. I mean, I it wasn't great, but I mean, I didn't despise it at all. I mean, it was not this horrific thing that everyone keeps making it out to be, um, considering I have no reference to anything else. It just, yeah, it just seemed like another Netflix movie. It just, I did like the demon, oh, that demon guy. Or, yeah, I liked him a lot. He was actually my... My favorite character in the movie, uh, the main character, I find him to be kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. Every time he would scream and yell, <laughs> he's a little over the top. I think uh, yeah. kind of, he was overacting a little too much for I, me. <laughs> I'll get into it later, but I actually appreciated that screaming. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought his acting overall was fine, but at the beginning, I was just laughing because his yeah. screaming was so ridiculous at the beginning. Yeah. It's kind of overdoing it. Uh, the girl, um, their whole relationship, they seem to be getting off on the whole killing of everyone. And yeah, I just, uh, it, was, it was whatever. It really did feel like just another yeah, Netflix movie. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'd give it like a 7 out of 10 or if I were to rate it or something. It, it was it was okay. Um, there wasn't a point where I got really bored or anything. The the death scenes kind of reminded me of like the Final Destination movies yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kind of got that. I I, I, skated, that I skated to the store real fast before we came here. Whenever I see something like this, I'm always like when I was outside, <laughs> I was just like, okay, what around here can kill me <laughs> in the most random yeah. way possible? 
<laughs> so that was cool. I, I did like how that how the how, how the whole setup happened is you write the person's name down the book and and blah 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 and I it clearly if the I was looking at the anime real quick and has, uh, I I think I least saw for season one there's like 37 episodes clearly there's a lot of story that develops around this whole idea of oh, having yeah. the ability to kill people and it it just man it really feels like I really needed to watch more of the show or something but. This definitely gave me a quick glimpse into the world of Death Note, and I honestly wanted to know more background of the evil Death God Man or whatever. I wanted to know more about him. They mm. they kind of peeked a little bit into it when he was trying to research to find his name so he could put him in the book, mm. and you saw pictures of him in like uh, some history books and, yeah. and whatever, and ancient Japan and all that. Yeah, and uh, kind of skimming through on Crunchyroll through the anime, you see him popping up in a lot, like always on the shoulder of the main character or whatever. So clearly he plays a huge role, and it would have been really interesting to kind of have more information about his background, how he's connected to all of this. Because like every once in a while, he would they would mention all the different rules in the book, and when the kid asked him you know, who was the original owner and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. it just, it, there's like all these hints of some really cool stuff, more story, uh, how things can kind of connect together in the future. And uh, yeah. I wanted to know more about it, but it, it got me interested into wanting to watch the Death Note anime. Mm-hmm. That That's for sure. But overall, I mean, I don't have a, as anywhere near as much hate as everyone on the internet seems to have for this. But, but then again, I don't have any connections to the anime. So maybe if I did, I would think very differently. But from just watching it for the first time, yeah, it just felt like your average Netflix movie. And yeah, Mike was totally right. It has that look to it. Mm. <laughs> it definitely has that look to it. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Mike. Oh, I I was just going to say, I feel kind of this very similarly. I kind of wish I had watched a little bit before seeing the movie. Um, but like I, I, that I would that never I never let that shit like affect how I watch these adaptations or I try not to. Um, like because if it's a, if it's a good movie, it's a good movie no matter mm. how much they change. Um, so I'd probably still enjoy this, but it would have been interesting to to see the show. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I kind of wanted at least one of you to come into it blind. Joe, I did offer you the opportunity to uh, watch some Death Note if you wanted to. Um, but I guess there's no way of knowing how, like, what would have been the better call till after the fact. So, you know, yeah, nothing, nothing we could have really done there. <laughs> I don't think I would have hated it any more or less or anything after... So watch if I did watch the anime or even really that drama, that Japanese drama looked really actually looked decent. Uh, I think I just wanted context. I just wanted some, I wanted more yeah. understanding into why people seem to hate it so much. And and honestly, it could just be the whole thing like with the Harry Potter books or any type of movie that's based off of some sort of um, book or, or previous yeah. material. 
that people just like, oh man, the, you know, the book is so much better. It just seems to be that's all it is. It just that just seems to always happen. Yeah. But. Well, it's I think it's a couple things. I think it's that just kind of fandom wanting to, you know, the, not, you know, if they, if they don't do certain things, like the fandom's just going to be like, oh, they did. It's not like the thing that I like enough. So mm, yeah. yeah, which, you know, and what they don't realize is they is that you don't want the exact thing because if they give you the exact same thing just in live action it's going to be boring um, and then the other thing is obviously the fact that it's like American like and there's kind of two sides to that there's the people who are like oh why do Americans have to like remake everything and then the other side of that is just like the even though it's a transplant like they're white people now so people are going to be mad about that even though it's clearly a transplant and it's yeah, it I, I is, don't know. It is definitively a transplant. That was actually one of my big points. I was actually kind of surprised when I saw all the complaints about whitewashing after the fact. Um, I mean, some people are kind of upset, up in arms. They're still their hairs are still up on end from uh, Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> but the big difference there is this is as far as I know, the only instance of live action ghosts in the shell where we've not only had multiple instances of live action death note, you know, as a television drama and multiple cases as musicals, we've also had movies featuring Asian people, featuring Japanese people made in Japan. Right. Three of the, no, there's now four of them. Yes. So it, it's not like, it's not like, okay, we've got one shot and we have to make this the definitive adaption. How do we do it? It's been adapted so many times already. I think the money is in not only a transplant adaption if you do it in the States, but, you know, doing something different, doing something definitively distinct from everything else. Um, yeah. What was I going to say? Not. I mean. I think the only thing you can really say in regards to that whitewashing thing, you can't really, I don't know if it's really fair to complain about it. You can maybe suggest that, um, suggest that you diversify the cast a little bit, but that's, that's more in the area of recommendation or something you might like. I don't think you can really level a criticism in that it's white people. Right. Um, so Lionel, have you watched a lot of the anime? I mean, you, um, have you seen... I've, all right, let me, let me get the list out. I haven't seen, I haven't experienced everything. I mean, some okay. of the stuff like the games are locked are were never ported. So, mm-hmm. and I haven't, I only recently found out about the musical and the new generation film. And the web series associated with it. Oh my God. I have to um, say the uh, Death oh. Note musical sounds amazing. Um, <laughs> I'll, oh no, I'm gonna track that down at some point this week. Um, let me see. I've seen three of the Japanese films. I've seen uh, all, read all of the manga, uh, saw all of the anime, and I read one of the side story novels. I. Th- I think that covers everything I've experienced in regards to Death Note. So I've seen the story told and retold a number of times and got some, like, side stuff. 
So let me ask you this. In the first few episodes, let's just say the first four episodes, is this movie like basically this movie those, those, four, those first four episodes or no. is it pretty much its own take? On no, this this movie roughly covers what would be considered the first half of the maybe the first half of the story. At a certain point, it diverges pretty hard. Mm-hmm. So by the end, it's kind of hard to place where this would where this would parallel in the original story. But it seemed to me like it was covering either the first half or the first quarter the the differences where it diverges from the original story kind of puts it in a nebulous spot. Mm. So clearly they're kind of doing their own thing. I mean, they're following the basic idea of Death Note from what it sounds like, and they're they're covering bits and pieces of, of you know of the story from the anime. Mm-hmm. But it really does sound like this is kind of Netflix is doing their own take on it. I don't really yeah. see the whole whitewashing thing here. This, they're not trying to replace anything. They're not trying to. <laughs> this is their own version of Death Note. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't. I don't yeah. know it's, why it's, people are. I think that it's it's the. If I had to venture a guess, I'd say it's the distinctive take on the characters that comes with it being a transplant adaption. Uh, most of the complaints I saw were specifically at uh, light. Oh, I see. I think it's because they, they skirted a line that was from what I understand, kind of close to the, to the anime where they kept certain names the same. Mm, yeah, and, yeah. the, and the name of the movie the same. Mm-hmm. Whereas you have things like, like Juon, you change it to the Grudge and keep the story. It's like nobody's gonna complain about whitewashing because it's clearly an American version of right. the Japanese I story. Mm-hmm. And I think people, it's it's a little, it, it's a little bit of a different area here because people can really latch onto it, and say, "Oh, this is Death Note. Oh, this is that character. This is what they did to that character." Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's just easier, and you know, this day and age, people really just want something to complain about, and <laughs> they really latch on to it when it's it's white people that they can complain about. Yeah, man, sad but true. Um, I that one. Yeah, um, it, the thing is, is uh, I, I want to, I guess, also use this uh, episode to maybe sort of uh, dissuade people from doing that, point out some of what was going on here, both as a fan and just as someone who spends a lot of time analyzing things now that I have a podcast. Um, I want to say, I want to hone in on light for a minute. And I guess one of the uh, primary complaints is that uh, he's not the sort of like cool detached when I mean cool, I mean like he runs cold, not so much that I think he's neat or anything, but uh, he's not the sort of like cool, detached, uh, highly efficient entity that he is in the manga and the anime, respectively. Um, it feels like here they went out of their way to try and make him a more realistic teenager. Mm-hmm. Also, they uh, they took into account the context of a character like Light. Um, 
He's actually in the original Japanese story. Let's say his standing in school is a lot higher than it is here. We've come a long way, but uh, in America, nerds are still nerds. <laughs> so he doesn't have, like, either the popularity or the standing to kind of, like, make it seem like he isn't the likely suspect. That was one of the things that factors into, uh, uh, I guess, how safe he is from being suspected early on in the story. The fact that he's a... Uh, top student he's got high prospects for college everyone just kind of assumes that he's not of his his character is not of like dubious morality whereas yeah. here you open up with him <laughs> writing test papers for people both to make money and probably to keep fuckers off of his back mm -hmm. since the school seems to have an obvious uh, problem with bullies yeah, in the the anime, is it the it, well? Okay, from what you're saying, he, he's not <laughs> at least in this movie. He was set up as the typical loner, you know, the jocks all hate him, blah blah. God, it's just I hate that. I've seen so many goddamn movies that use that same opening storyline. And it's just, well, yeah, he's. I think the idea here is that he's clearly an outsider. Yeah, it, so you're Whereas saying he's not, he's, in, not, he's not like that. Yeah, in the original story, he's got a pretty uh, safe space within, um, I guess, uh, I don't know, con conventional people. I, I, I don't know. Is there is there a word for them? Uh, I, I, I know what you're talking about, though, but I kind of wish they would have went with that because it's just I mean geez they opened it up where it's the whole typical he's watching the cheerleaders and he's on the bench writing in some sort of notebook or something it just I mean come on we've seen that um, like a there's, there's, times. well yeah you have and I think that's by design because one of the big <sighs> one of the big uh, influences on this is the 80s this movie is 80s out the butt that's uh, that's uh, um that's a very Adam Wingard thing. Mm -hmm. um, if you if you watch the guest, you could tell he, you know, the whole soundtrack and everything is really kind of eighties inspired. It's kind of this part of this like weird new like eighties wave mm -hmm. thing that's been going on, like with yeah. it follows and and that sort of thing. But crazy ass uh, new retro shit. It was French things. It was like that in a. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean it's it's kind of what its thesis was like in, in the guest. Yeah. Okay. I kind of appreciated it, but it like it threw me off because I didn't pick up on it as much during my first watch until the end. Okay, that that makes a lot more sense now because I was mm -hmm. as soon as I saw that I was like, really, we're gonna do this again? This is happening? All right, I'll, I'll just. It, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't help that like we we grew up with movies like this, so you probably feel like you've been beaten over the head with this setup. Yeah, it is a little. It's been done to death, but but yeah, it's a good point. I have been they have been doing a lot more '80s related stuff lately, uh, especially with Stranger Things. I don't know if either guys have watched that thing. It's just oozing the uh, '80s. I haven't seen it yet. I saw Fantastic. the first episode. Yeah, it's. So there's a lot more of that coming out. Or like that makes more sense now. Okay. Yeah, and it's kind of just the same thing that happens all the time. We see yeah. '90s stuff creep in mm -hmm. a little bit too. We'll probably see that creep 
into our films over the next ten or twenty years. Oh yeah, the next generation of filmmakers just kind of who grew up with that stuff, you know, grow. They they get into those producing and directing roles more. Yeah, because it happened in the eighties where like people making films were really obsessed with the (laughs) fifties. Yeah, so I think it, that it's just something that happens. Yeah, that happened big time in the in the nineties actually, where we had all of these really like Americana films come mm-hmm. out, like Forrest Gump, you know, mm-hmm. Private Ryan, My Dog Skip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, just something. That Sandlot. <laughs> Sandlot, yeah. I could keep going. League of Their uh, Own. Yeah. Classics. It's just, yeah. I mean, it happens every every couple of years, every decade, every whatever. You get a new generation of people start making stuff, and yeah, you're Relive right what their you know. Childhoods. Yeah, yeah, you're right what you know. So, <laughs> but, um, one of the things just in researching, I kind of uh, discovered is uh, some of the reason why light feels off here my original interpretation of it is it's is that it was similar to batman begins where in in really all the nolan films but maybe batman begins in particular there's an effort here to keep to have bruce wayne be bruce wayne rather than be batman with bruce wayne being the the actual mask and you know you have that in the choices he makes over the cor- uh, Batman makes over the course of the film are all kind of like tinged or colored by his desires and hopes as Bruce Wayne. Hence the obsession with that character that no one liked. I didn't and, hear about that. And it feels like that here, where in the original story, manga, anime, what have you, um, light doesn't really feel like a character till a certain point in the story. He is Kira is primarily you can either look at it as Kira is the primary character or Light and Kira are different characters inhabiting the same body. Thematically, not it's not that's not like a plot line or anything like that. Mm. I did like how they did that though. I was actually wondering you know, where could they go with this? All right, he just signs people's names in a book and they end up dying and and that's it. I mean, where do you go from there? So I, I did like that they kind of got a bit more creative with it and he started to create this whole new other person that's mm-hmm. everyone. I love that. Everyone across the world was just admiring and seeing as their savior. And that was neat. I, I like yeah. that. That was the direction say, they went with it's it. a it's a really dark take on what you see with a lot of uh, stories involving superheroes, where mm-hmm. you create this entity that's like a I mean I mean similar to Dark Knight Rises where they talk about Batman as a symbol more than as a person is like what he represents and this is kind of like an uber grim dark take on that. <laughs> and what thing. was. And what, what, I, what I thought was was great was um, I think it was it was near the end when who was God, who who was that guy that he was trying to find his name and he was always wearing black and never had any shoes for some reason I don't L. know why that yeah, yeah. L in yeah. all of Death Note L is my favorite character okay L uh, 
so I did like in the back alley right before he was about to shoot him. And he was like saying like, this is him. This is the guy. And they got, and I guess the, the restaurant, he knocked him over side the head <laughs> because he, he just felt strongly that, oh, my, you know, he's doing so much good. Yeah. Even though he's doing so much bad or I don't know, it's a weird yeah, here. <laughs> and it, it's something they go into a little bit in the um, original story, like the effect Kira has on the populace as a whole, good and bad. And unfortunately, you don't, I mean, considering how much they're trying to cover in this uh, film, you don't really get too much of that. Just folks mentioning uh, drops and spikes in crime based on Kira's activity. Yeah, it it really does feel like they were they're touching on a whole bunch of stuff that I bet is expanded on in the anime. Yeah, um, so. but on the uh, subject of Kira, what I actually found out, like I think my interpretation is part of it, but I uh, what was uh, mentioned, I think by I'm not sure if it was the director, one of the writers, or both. Uh, it's indicated that a lot of the darker aspects of Kira or Kira light as Kira were shifted to, I think the character's name in this is Mia. She mm. has a, uh, equivalent in the original named Misa, but the characters couldn't be further apart. See? Okay. Yeah. Misa is, um, something feminists would not like. She's wholly devoted to light, easily manipulated by feelings for the character. And uh, I, I don't know if we ever look at something Death Note, something else Death Note, we can go into that. But the point is, is they wanted to, when they did Mia, they clearly wanted her to have a lot more agency and be a great deal more capable. So they shifted a lot of the darker aspects of the Kira character to her. And uh, for good and bad, I've heard heard some criticisms of her character. I want to say I've heard some good stuff, but uh... yeah, because I was wondering about her. Uh, she clearly it felt like she would end up playing a much bigger role in the anime because she was slow. At least in the in the movie, she was slowly trying to have more control over the book and more control over how he handles things and what he does with the book. And so it, yeah, it, it did feel like she had, she would eventually have a much bigger role. I mean, I could be wrong, with that one, but it yeah. felt that way. Um, I thought she was in, in this kind of, I, I thought she was a little bit one dimensional. She didn't really have much going on until they decided that she was going to try and start kind of, making a play to get the book for herself. Mm. I, didn't, I didn't really feel like she was that that developed. But then again, I didn't really feel like he was that developed either. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, some of that is by design, honestly. In the original story, uh, the, the amount of time we spend with Light before he gets the notebook is, I want to say, roughly the same. Maybe it's like the first episode is you we don't really know, get to know a lot about him. We don't get to know a lot about Light till afterward, and even then it's not, here's backstory, here's his deal. It's just the context of the story without uh, going into spoilers. 
Mm. So, yeah, the uh, not really knowing light is sort of uh, by design from the start. Um, I forgot what the other thing I was going to say in regards to that. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, the whole light Misa or light Mia. Sorry, I'll probably use the names interchangeably. Um, some of the things, like a lot of the arguments they were having, are actually bits of internal strife within the character in the original story. Mm-hmm. But um, another one of my theories, because I was really stuck on why this movie was so 80s at first. I mean, I didn't know much about the director. Mm-hmm. And I had a theory based on, I think I watched a video review of a film called Massacre at Central High and you know, heard various people saying that, oh yeah, this is inspired another movie from the 80s called Heathers. I ended up watching both of those, trying to either confirm or deny the theory, and I think there's something there. Both of them involve uh, students ultimately going on killing sprees within their schools. Um, yeah. <laughs> and they're, they're yeah. clearly clearly pre-Columbine films. Yeah, Heather's was on my, my list for a while. I really wish I hadn't known anything going into that. Oh, I, 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 yeah, I, 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 well, I saw a thumbnail recently of somebody holding a gun, and I was just like, huh, that's weird. Mm. But yeah, I guess now I know what it's about. Um, see, now I don't want to, wh- whatever. I already, I already stepped on the landmine. Um, the long and short of it is that specifically the influence there shows kind of in what they're doing kind of in the 80s element in the case of Heathers, but more than anything, especially with Heathers is the dynamic between light and Mia as they're doing this crazy shit where they're kind of, uh, bonding, being pushed and pulled apart by these actions they're taking and how like fucking dark they are. Um, it, and it all kind of adds to just how distinct this uh, movie is from its uh, predecessors while still managing to hit the same beats. I, I don't know how much I can really go into that without you guys having seen other stuff, but I think they succeeded in kind of staying faithful to it while not only doing something different, but doing something with a distinctly American flavor and context to it. Mm. I kind of want to know more about that musical. <laughs> what does that follow? I'm definitely curious as well. I kind of skimmed a little bit about it, and it just seems like they're retelling the first and maybe second half of the series. Mm. So then, Lionel... Why do you think people hate this movie so much? Where's um, it, it coming from? Some of it, I think we've already gone into the uh, the whole whitewashing complaint. Um, some of it is a kind of ravenous fanboy, fangirl type thing where maybe they just wanted to see uh, a bigger budget version of the Japanese film. Mm. 
Uh, I can guess that. Some of it couldn't really handle the characters diverging in the ways that they did. I think a lot of these uh, choices were based on the American audience and American context. Um, Yeah, there's no way Light would have the standing he has out here based on the kind of character he is. Uh, Misa would be eaten up by angry feminists two seconds after immediately. Um, I think L's fine either way. <laughs> so was is his uh, character like that in uh, the in the anime as well? Yeah, he's um his ethnicity is a bit more nebulous. He's just kind of like really pale guy with dark hair. Um personally I like that they made him a black guy. But ultimately <laughs> he's pretty much the same. He's uh not as bizarre and out there but still faithful like he still moves like l he still has a lot of his like weird elements they're just kind of toned down for tv and america Mm. so if they would have let's just say they would have followed the anime just to the T like they did. Mm-hmm. They made all the fanboys and fangirls just happy. Like just, they this made it identical <laughs> to the anime. Do you think that would have been a bad or good thing? So if you think about it with the X-Men movies, if they would have followed it to the T with all those wacky costumes, mm-hmm. I don't think it would have been nearly as popular as it was. It, it would, they, they couldn't have done, one movie like they would need to either do like three of them or do like a Netflix style series. And again, it's like you could go in there, you can cast like all Asian actors or all Japanese actors and actually have them speak Japanese here. But like, it's kind of redundant at this point. Yeah. Why, why, why do you need to come to America to make a Japanese film? What's wrong, consi- with, what's wrong with the Japanese film the Japanese people made? Right, right. I mean, and also with this type of, I, I guess, storyline or character or whatever, this really could have been any. I mean, any race or anything. I mean, it doesn't. I, I'm not mm-hmm. looking at this. I'm not seeing why this had to be Japanese. I'm not against it. Not being well, yeah, Japanese well, or anything. I'm just saying, it didn't feel. It felt like this could have been adopted into anything. I mean, it doesn't have to be just uh, just Japanese. Yeah, add to that the fact that it has been adapted so many times. Right, right. You know, it's yeah. not like this is the one time and you have to try and please everyone. There's damn near a version for everyone out there. Not even just, like, in regards to the story being told, but even like, okay, do you have an hour and a half? Or do you have, like, time for three movies? Here you go. Do you have time for just one? Here's this Netflix series. Do you have time for an actual series? Well, there's the anime, or the the drama, if you still want real people. If you only have time for entertainment on bus rides to and from work and school, read the manga. (laughs) It looks just so much. Oh, my God. Or or go see the musical if you're in Japan or Korea. (laughs) Man. There's a lot of there's 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 a ton of it, so I guess it's part of the reason why a lot of the criticisms ring kind of false to me. Uh, 
Um, the one thing I will give, I guess it's like the one critique I have heard and I do kind of give some credence to, to one great black otaku on Twitter is what he was saying that uh, what may have been a better approach to this is to just take maybe the Death Note and Ryuk and tell an even more original story that takes place in America. You know, you don't use light. Uh, Mia, L, any of those. You don't try to adapt any of those familiar characters. You just tell a story completely different and completely unique to the States. Which you know, I, I, yeah, I think could have worked. Yeah. No, I think that would have worked fine. This this particular type of movie, I mean, like I, I brought up Final Destination. This is, and there's also that other movie that they made a long time ago where some, you write a note, I can't remember what the name of the movie was, but it was like a little box and you put um, like a you write someone's name in it, and you put their name in the box, and that person dies. There's some there's a movie that came out like twenty. I can't remember what it was called, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's, heavily inspired by Death Note. Yeah, I mean, there's so many different <laughs> versions of this type of setup. That I mean, Final Destination had like what eight movies? I think like remember. I mean, it is. Um, I know of at least three. Three. Well, there's a. I, I swear there's a lot of them. Either way, I mean, this is this idea is nothing new. So it's just this really could have been done anyway, and I still think it would have came out fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the fact that I can even reference and Final Destination is saying that I had something to connect it to. It's not completely original. Um, but then again, I could be. I mean, I, when did Death Note come out? Did it come out? Like the 80s or something? Like when did it? Or was no, the it's 90s? Not that old. I want to say. Okay. Hold on. Let me find the uh, when the manga came out because the manga is the first bit. Um, 2003 oh, is okay, when the yeah. uh, manga came out. It ended in 2006. 2006 is when uh, they did the first uh, live action film. Okay. Well, yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not that old then. Uh, there were about there were five Final Destination movies. So yeah, there's been a lot. Okay. Of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's again a story that's been told and retold so many times. If uh, you want something, I mean, there's again there's probably a version that suits whatever your personal tastes are out there. Of course. Yep. yep. Um. Hold on, let me go through my notes real quick. I think we more or less covered all the stuff I was going to mention here. Um, yeah, I think that more or less covers it. And again, internet, if you don't like what I said, fight me. And I don't mean like yell at me or, you know, expose some god-awful thing I did when I was younger. I mean, literally show up. I live in Washington where this show takes place, so yeah. Come down to Washington and challenge me to Mortal Kombat. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a lot of hate. But there's, it's, it, wasn't, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, I think the hate's a bit unwarranted. Anything you got? Anything you guys want to say about the movie before we get to recommendations? Because uh, I think there's a lot. A lot of recommendations. Oh yeah. 
well, at least for me, it uh, it made me want to watch the anime and mm-hmm. the live action. So which, it, which got, is good. it got me interested. Yeah, it got me interested. If nothing else, I think what needs to come out of this is hate or love it. As long as it gets you interested in wanting to watch the source material, which apparently is very good because there's so yeah. much of it, then I think it's done its job. Yeah, that's that's what you need to get out there. <laughs> if you get upset with the movie, don't get on Twitter and yell about it or leave someone a bad review. Go ahead and rewatch, reread, review, or whatever the version of it you really liked. See, I want interest in Death Note to spike again because similar to Castlevania, there were stories that were hint at but never really told. And <laughs> I want, yeah, I want I want popularity to go up so maybe someone will come back. And oddly give me, enough, give me my fucking Detective Wars novel. And oddly enough. If um if people get interested in watching the Death Note anime, the Death Note anime is on Netflix. So Netflix yeah. is winning either way. <laughs> it's, it's all right there. Just like when you get you know, you you see the thumbnail, you get mad, just switch on over to the Netflix anime and watch that. Yes. Or go on over to Crunchyroll, watch the drama. I I I'm probably gonna do that this week. Yeah, it's on there too. Um, I kinda feel not necessarily the opposite, but I feel like there's. It sounds like there's a shit ton of Death Note, mm-hmm. and it seems like I just got a pretty good like Cliff Notes version of it. So yeah. I f- I feel like it's like okay, I, I'm I'm familiar with it now. Like I, I now I'll understand what people are talking about when they mention Death Note, sort of. Yeah. But uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like way too much to dive into. So yeah, it's cool that there's this movie. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of people, like, they shit on stuff like this, but it, it does bring it to a wider audience. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Um, let me make a clarification before the fanboys freak out. Death Note New Generation is the net exclusive series leading up to the to the 2006 film new generation and the film is light up does it light up the new world so yeah you guys don't worry about that i'm talking to the fanboys with this uh yeah um sorry i guess but still fight me post it on youtube but um in regards to the recommendations, uh, obviously there's a lot of other Death Note stuff out there. Take your pick. There's novels. There's manga. There's multiple animes. There's uh, a drama drama series in Japan. There's multiple films in Japan. There's all kinds of shit. Um, in regards to this film, I reckon I mentioned both uh, Massacre at Central High and Heather's as uh, apparent uh, influences. If you want, like, a condensed, grimier version of this kind of story, specifically the story as it pertains to Light and Mia, you might enjoy those. Um, if you want to know what it's one uh, a story that feels like it's from the perspective of Kira's victims, uh, Joe mentioned the Final Destination movies. 
And yeah, those are pretty fun. Yeah, they kind yeah. of play out as though everyone's names were written in the notebook with like no cause of death indicated. Yeah. Um, that would be funny if like they do a Final Destination six and you find out it's it's not just the nebulous concept of death; it's actually Ryuk just following these people around. <laughs> uh, what a connection! But um, uh, Max, I, I was watching a video the other day where Max Landis was pitching this 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 movie where like it's like Chris Pratt and he's a Navy SEAL and he specializes in like underwater like rescues and shit and he has to go underwater and find this fucking land and and Michael B Jordan's there and and they find this dark thing and and eventually at the end you find out. Uh, Michael B. Jordan's like you can't have it like it's my precious and he puts on the ring and it's a Lord of the Rings reboot <laughs> <laughs> whoa <laughs> whoa that's pretty funny yeah I, I thought that was pretty entertaining he, he pitched it as something that you could never actually make <laughs> one because no one would 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 want to want to start that up and and mm. two because you could never market it Mm. That's ridiculous. Oh man. Oh, uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> um, let me think. I'm trying to let's see. Uh oh yeah. So the manga itself is uh noteworthy, I mean, due to how complex it is, the very much the whole battle of minds and how complicated both plot lines and the ongoing struggle is um there were a couple of uh shows that came out that featured characters like light um if you want a story if you want a character like this in a world with giant robots there's an anime called code Geass, which except rather than having a notebook that kills people the character has the power to mind control you but um the main character of that is very similar to Light, and he's kind of going after a goal that might be as big. Uh, brain fart. Oh, yeah, the uh, author and artists of Death Note are a team that have uh, gone on, and I think prior to this made successful mangas. Um, Joe, what was the name of that manga about the two guys trying to become manga mangakas, manga oh. artists, whatever? Oh, Baku something. Shoot, I can't remember. I actually watched a little bit of it, too. Uh, uh, dude, I want to say Bakugan, but I think that's yeah. uh, that's a kid's show. Um, yeah. uh, Baku Man? I think that was it, and it was very boring. <laughs> um, I would a... say it's boring. It's definitely slow, but when it comes yeah, up, maybe, it maybe does that's get what interesting. It's it. Things don't actually pick up till around second season. It's a very long, drawn out thing. Well, yeah, it's long and drawn out because it's it's trying to slavishly be a part. It's trying to slavishly depict the idea of like what goes on in becoming a manga artist and or you know getting into like a publication, all that stuff, and it's all pretty complicated. Well, that's true, but um, it starts to pick up when you start getting into that 
near the end of the first season, but it's also very much a slice of life type thing. So it's oh, a yeah. lot of drama in there, like a lot of yeah. with the with the girl so they likes. So there's like yeah stuff about them having girlfriends and how complicated it gets with their yes. schedule being so busy, all that other stuff. Gosh, yes, yeah, it's it's <laughs> sounds exactly like Death Note. <laughs> well, it, it's. It's by the same team, and I think it's got the same sort of both the uh, the depth depth put granted put it in a put in a different direction, as well as um, the same distinctive art style, albeit a bit more grounded. But they still make good use of it. Um, hold on, I'm trying to remember if it was both of them on Hikaru no Go or just the writer. Let's see, Takeshi Obata, I think he was the writer, and he's kind of worked with other artists before, looks like. Um, he, let's see, yeah, with the other guy on Death Note, on Bakuman, and... No, he worked with a different artist on uh, Hikaru no Go. Check that anime out, too. It's good. Yeah. Also, stuff about people with big brains <laughs> playing the board game Go. Oh, I'm sorry, I mixed it up. Uh, Obama is the artist, not the writer. But yeah. All right. Um, you guys got anything to recommend before I start putting some names in my notebook here? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can put my name in there. Oh. After I recommend the Ghost in the Shell movie, oh. um, in terms of anime adaptations that people want to fight you about, um, I, I still really like that movie. Um, I, I think it just um, it did add some things to me that I thought the anime actually needed, regardless of the whitewashing thing. Like, obviously, it would have been cool if she was Japanese, but ScarJo I thought did a good job, but. Um, that movie's destined to be underrated forever. <laughs> I don't want to put your name in the book as much as that movie in it. No, it wasn't that bad. Oh, I'll see it eventually. I'll just have to find a way to watch it without paying yeah. for it. It's not bad at all. Really not. It's just <laughs> it's, not, it's just got the controversy attached to it. Well, it, it seemed like as a fan of Ghosts in the Show, it seemed like a lot of creative decisions were just kind of off and backward and I don't know um, one day I'll watch it and rage on it properly but I kind of wanted to just get away from that because it kept like interrupting shit I was trying to do in regards to this show but yeah <laughs> um, I have two recommendations the first one is I had mentioned it the box I had to I looked it up and um, it's the movie is it has Cameron Diaz in it, so you're into her. There you go. Uh, but <laughs> it's um a, a little about a little box, little wooden box that appears at their doorstep. They're mm -hmm. like a married couple, and it has a million dollars in it. But the catch is so someone they do not know will die. Yeah. So it's kind of got that same idea. Oh yeah, I think I remember seeing a trailer for this. Yeah, I remember the trailer had me hooked. I wanted to see that, but I never did. Yeah. So. Similar idea, uh, so it's 
So that and <laughs> when you were talking about Heather's, I looked it up and apparently they just announced a TV show that's going to be on Spike TV based off of the movie. Spike TV. That's an interesting yeah. place to put uh, a Heather's series. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, people are talking about how different it looks from the original character wise and everything else. But it's it's all kinds of 80s. Oh, it's good yeah. stuff. Um, so, yeah, they're turning it into a TV series. And it's coming out in 2018. So mm. that's happening. Interesting. Like TV. Mm-hmm. Didn't know that I was still around. Uh, let me yeah, see what else. I, I, I imagine that at this point it doesn't even remotely resemble what it was before. Oh, no, it does not. If you do, you like, guys get Kind of like what happened with G4. What did it <laughs> resemble before? <laughs> it was It was just a silly dude network. Yeah, like it ran pro wrestling, that UFC uh, reality show, reruns of old UFC events, uh, some sports related shit, and a total elimination challenge. You mean what max- is it now? Maximum Extreme Elimination Challenge. Um, whatever. I can't remember what it was. They beat Takeshi one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Yeah, it was Maximum. I thought that was G Four, or maybe it was Spike. They both did. I don't know which one was running like reruns or syndication or whatever, but I, I know they both had it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, they wasn't Jeff Keeley doing shit on Spike for a while. The VGAs, uh, yeah, Isn't that what yeah, it's hosted? yeah. It was like the home for the VGAs for. I don't know if it still is or not, but yeah. Well, the VGAs are are dead, I think. Oh, yeah. oh well, you yeah. know. Yeah, Keely left case, and he's doing the Game Awards now. In which case, yeah. it was, I think. Mm. Well, uh, I think that's I think that's all I got. Just those two. Mm-hmm. Um, forgot. I've been having. I haven't mentioned them out loud, but I've been having nonstop brain farts. Um, Thinking. Maybe someone's using the note to kill like individual cells in my brain <laughs> oh i was gonna ask i probably i probably should have led with this the uh we'll end it with this the question of questions the death note appears in front of you do you use it uh joe let's start with you mm. so that is the one thing i did also like about this movie is that kept having me think would i do this would I kill some peoples to make a better world? Big question mark. Um, well, you don't even necessarily need to use it, try and use it altruistically. You could also mm-hmm. just use it for you if you want. I, so I, you know, yeah, I think I would. Because if all those people just mess with me in middle school gone high school gone uh, yeah yeah I need it. there's a lot of people I want to take revenge on yeah what might yeah there's no question there's I have a long list in my head right now I'm thinking of them yeah I kill some people that didn't sound right I shouldn't have said that there's some it, it's, it's I'm, all I'm hypothetical here if someone's gonna yeah. legit try and challenge us on morality based on this question um Eat a dick, eat a bag of big floppy animal dicks, and I don't mean that as a euphemism for you know blow a donkey or something. No, I mean legitimately eat a severed dick. Yeah, no, I, I mean I would just 
heads up, I would never actually kill someone, but just there are some people that gave Joe some mighty troubled times as a young lad. Folks, you like to imagine murdering, and now you can. Five easy payments of nine ninety nine. You too can own a Death Note. Uh, boy, but. what about you, Mike? Uh, yeah, uh, for sure. I think the two names that probably uh, <laughs> should pop should pop into everybody's heads right off the bat are Donald Trump and Kim Jong Un. Uh, <laughs> I think, like, watching this really made me think about how. You know, how much power certain people do have to change things, and how if mm-hmm. they were gone, it would totally change the world. Yeah. Uh, not that I really think Donald Trump is changing the world that much or has, just because I think our checks and balances are kind of well, stopping most of what he's yeah. doing. But but I think that, the, you know, us in North Korea is somewhere where we don't want either of those two people mm-hmm. uh, doing things. I think that's the most dangerous thing. And then uh, there's. There's maybe one other random person who I think deserves to die. Uh, but that's yeah, that's it. I can't really think of too many other just like detestable motherfuckers that gotta go. I mean, surely there's a ton of them, but like as far as like what would make the world a better place, I think those two guys. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I feel like I'd want to I'd want to do it just just for them. And um after that maybe seal the book away forever. <laughs> but um yeah, yeah, I guess it also kind of depends on which version of the story we're talking about. Um something they say at the beginning of the original takes in the manga and the anime is that if you use the book you can neither go to heaven or hell you just cease to be and the idea of that terrifies the shit out of me (laughs) yeah yeah I know that's reality to the two of you that's funny yeah yeah I was gonna say that that's not really what I believe I don't know so I don't mean to, I know we're kind of coming to closing with it, Lionel, but just, you just made me start thinking. So with all those rules that they have in place in the book, uh, and he was saying that the only way the book could be passed on, or I guess taken away from the person, it, it has to be separated from the individual for seven days. Is that correct? Is that how that works? Or um, How should I put this? Uh, that oh, A couple of those rules were made for this movie in particular. There's a completely def- different set of rules in the original story, mm. and um, the short version of that is is like ownership can be passed immediately in the uh, in the manga. So as long as you you know you say here this is yours now, mm. you can pass ownership that quickly. But uh, that would if they kept that rule in this version of the story, that would create some problems. Well, he was doing that at the very end with the girl, remember? And the uh, when they were on the the ride or whatever, mm-hmm. and she just kept telling, saying like, "I would just, just, I need you to hand me the book, book. give yeah. me the book." And so I, I guess both of those rules were well, in this kinda, movie. There was another rule associated with that that uh, could have created some problems, namely that um, in the in this story, you need to own the book in order to see Ryuk, whereas. Um, in the original 
uh, manga, all you had to do was be touching the Death Note. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So if, I mean, if you were the, if you were the owner of a Death Note, you could see the Gods of Death clear as day. But even if you weren't the owner, if you were touching some part of the Death Note, you'd be able to see them. So that also brings up another question that I had. That at the very end, what's what's his name? The guy L. The, no. the, yeah. Name? Yeah. So this kind of threw me off. So at the very very end of the movie, he found the page from the the book, and he was mm-hmm. about to write down the kid's name, and then the movie cut. So yeah. was that saying that if a if someone has a piece of the book, even though you're not an owner of the book, you still have the power to yeah. kill someone? I think that's another one. I don't know what the technicality is where you don't have to so – I don't remember what the ruling was about people who don't own the book writing in it. They established yeah. here that you don't need to own the book to write in it. Okay, because that was getting kind of weird. It's like, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even – so I just need a little slither of a little piece yeah. of the book. Well, no, that um, that factors into the story a couple of times in the original series. Where you'll have a point where the you think somebody has the book, so Light can't write in it, and then he's actually got a page somewhere that he'll write Is, into. Are there unlimited pages? Because I mean, it's, no. It's, Okay. There's, there's a finite number, but there's enough pages in there that. Um, Running out, running out of pages or running out of space is never a problem. Mm. And last question I got here: the book is it indestructible? Because when it fell no. in the water, I kind of figured it would no. that would be the end of it. It is not okay. indestructible. Um, mm. Interesting. Okay. What happens when it here. destructs? Yeah. Um, Ooh, I, yeah. We don't really get to that um, in the. In, in any of the stories I've seen, I don't know if it really has an effect. Um, it could affect the, if like the owner of the book is a Shinigami or a death God, it could affect them in ways, but um, I think that might be spoilers for other takes on the material. So you could burn the book if you want. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, would that cancel out any things that were written? No, the burning of the page to negate a death is a rule unique to this. Uh, man, there are all kinds of things going on with this book. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's meant to reflect how like complicated and complex the plots <laughs> get over the course of the various tellings and retellings of this story. <laughs> okay. All right. I may need to check out at least a few episodes then because there's it's worth it here. it's all good the opening and closing theme is Synthetic Highway please check out its creator Submorphine at soundcloud.com slash submorphine S-U-B-H-I-P-H-I-E preview theme slash promo theme is Anime Raku. Please check out its creator at facebook.com slash squarion, S-Q-U-A-R-I-O-N. Also check out Squarion's The Flash Project, Project Stick, at facebook.com slash project stick. For old episodes and new episodes as they come out, please subscribe to us on soundcloud.com slash radio. You can also subscribe to us on Facebook at 
Facebook.com slash radio on Twitter at radio or through Android, iTunes, or Google Play. If you want to talk to the host individually, I'm on Twitter at Connect. Joe is on Twitter at MAGP Returns, and Mike is on Twitter at Hyper90s. Thank you.